0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode three, an all-new show of unbuckled chinstrap. I'm your host, Paul Rabel. This week on the pod, we have Whip Snakes. Is he a Whip Snakes or is he a water dog? It's Drew Snyder, aka Drew Smooth, or so I self-proclaimed calling him. You'll hear that in a second. He swung down from his residence in Seattle. He represents the Pacific Northwest. He came down, soaked up some LA sun and chatted with me about his career on the field and his life off of it. We went off the rails in certain areas. So, make sure you listen and give us feedback on social media. He gave us his insights and backstory. We even talked about Kevin Durant and that unforgettable moment where he and Stagnita decided to get together and drop the play that inevitably won the Whips the inaugural PLL championship. I really enjoyed this conversation, think you will too. Let's get right into Drew, Drew Smooth. Smooth. What we doing? Did I invent that? I think you did. No, actually. that's been around. No. Really?
1: I'm pretty sure that that it started USA trip uh,
0: in <laughs> <laughs> Israel. Actually, it was before Israel, but uh, yeah. Does that stick, or am I still the only one who says no, it? No, that's the It sticks. It, it stuck for sure. God damn,
1: multiple people. Look at that, Drew
0: Smooth. Yeah, the Renaissance man. Baptiste loves saying it. He loves it. He, he was on that team though too. Exactly. <laughs> so. What are you
1: doing out here? Uh, out in LA, enjoying some sunshine. I left Seattle cuz it was a little dark and uh it's actually snowing when really? I, when I left. Yeah. Uh so refreshing to be in the, you know, 70s and the the sunny
0: On the south side of the west coast
1: for sure. Yeah. So Renaissance man, so you model. I have been getting into the modeling. You've been in it. I've been in it. Um started, you know, through the lacrosse stuff. Uh Did it? Yeah you know standing in front of the camera for like you know new balance and yeah um warrior back in the day then turned to adidas then instagram and then instagram and then adidas yeah so what yeah. do you like about that uh, yeah. i like it because it makes me some money yeah you know uh it's been uh, you, kn- you know how it is lacrosse world uh when I first started playing out of, out of college, like my my professional contract wasn't necessarily large, so you had to patchwork some things together. No. And where were you
0: getting paid? I got paid six thousand dollars out of school.
1: Exactly same. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that was the rookie contract, six thousand um, dollars, for a lot of time. To be honest, so um, kind of part of my my hustler ambition, I had to you know bring in other sources. Um, Other income sources, and that was one that kind of just fell in my lap, and something that uh, I I dove into and kept
0: going with it. Weren't you playing when you were drafted first out into MLL? Weren't you playing D midi? I was a D midi. And you got an endorsement on a D midi game? Uh, It took one year.
1: It was one year later. (laughs) That's good. Um, The D
0: midis in our league are like the top cornerbacks
1: in the NFL. Oh, yeah. That's the toughest position. Yeah. Uh, m- utmost respect to those guys because, I mean, you know, it's just all offense is geared towards attacking the, them and, you know, drawing a slide. And they do that over and over and over. All throughout game the long. game. Yeah.
0: It's amazing that teams for a long time have only dressed, and even in college, you only dress two to three or you run two to three D middies, but mm-hmm. they're taking every single shift and they're being dodged every single yeah. shift. Yeah. And every other position. You have first and second line, or substitutions for close defenders who aren't being dodged every shift, mm-hmm. and they get their breaks. I w- I, w- I always wonder when that's going to change, when when teams are going to start getting a little bit smarter and, and dressing four, maybe five D middies. But but the reality is, is also just even on the offensive midfielder side, you got to figure out how you can get your top D middy and top offensive midfielders on the field every shift but it's just, it's got to be it's tiring because even on from our position offensive midfield we're not dodging every time we're on the field no you're off ball hap, you know majority of the time um you've those got guys are capacity though days
1: <laughs> yeah have you always had that uh i don't know I, th- I feel like training in denver helped me out for a little bit there but um i think those those d middies are next level athletes in terms of conditioning and um they just they just they just get a, the job done. Most yeah, they're of the time, ready to fight. So they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. When did you flip to offense? Um, after my rookie year, um, flipped to offense and it was it started uh, uh, in the off season we had a scrimmage versus Denver University and um, I scored like four goals as D MIDI and they're like actually no what happened was uh some of the offensive guys couldn't make the scrimmage so I was playing uh, offense and right. The, kind of just like stepped up to the plate and they're like all right like yeah. then the game it was tie game they 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 drew up to play for me and I was like okay like I like this this, this could be something I could get used to and um, I, f- I forget what happened in the game It was really good I think we might have lost in overtime but um, ever since then they're like the next year put me on offense and um, that year I was most improved in elite le- in that league and yeah um, uh, f- from
0: there just kinda just kept going forward. Did you play offense at Maryland? Played offense at Maryland. So you had the skill. Yeah. And then were you when you first came into the league, were you pissed off about being pushed down to D middy? You know what? I, I wasn't necessarily pissed off.
1: I mean part of me was like I was just like, Fuck, I wanna play offense but um I, I just looked at it as an opportunity like to get on the field, like anything to get me on the field. Because it actually just cuts both
0: ways, right? Because they're taking a talented, kind of two way player, mm-hmm. starting you at D midi. Yeah. And then you also have defensive midfielders coming in through the draft that own that position. And they're like, oh, we've got an O guy coming down and taking my game time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, it was partly a, a strate- uh, strategy, and the team was like, hey, get the ball and push it in transition yeah you know um and I wasn't cracking the the offensive lineup my first year to be honest I, I mean I came in um with a good group ahead of me you know Pete Poyan um was he was sick yeah. you know like I looked like looked up to that dude he was just dirty Sieverts was playing some of the best lacrosse of, of his career um Terry Kimmoner was was doing his thing and you know, I w- I was kind of outside looking in with wide eyes. Yeah. Um, wasn't really ready to step up, um, to the plate yet. So I think, you know, my progression, um, it was right. It, w- it was right. I had to play D midi to get to where I was. Yeah. Uh, it am today. So. But you
0: had, but you have some of the most dynamic skills for offensive midfielders who are typically like brash down the alley, mm-hmm. time and room shooters. But you play off ball well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were playing d midi were you also like at home and on your own practice working on those skills or is off yeah. ball always come natural to you
1: uh, yeah yeah Well, will see that's the thing is like i felt like it did i was good off ball but in in high school like i had the ball a lot of the time yeah um because uh, you know um, I, I was blessed to play on a good team but like you know i was one of the best players in the state and yeah um, you get the yeah, ball it's, just, like, it's, get the, it's across yeah, all sports yeah you get and, the ball to your best player yeah. and like that's it was in my stick a lot and I, I guess i developed off ball at maryland um because you know i wasn't playing off ball too much uh, up in seattle during high school
0: but um yeah, yeah well on that like just to be clear for people when you talk about off ball like you know, everyone might think to themselves, "Who's playing? Yeah, I can cut. I'm an off-ball player. I've scored mm-hmm. some off-ball goals." Yeah. But this dude was playing the crease on power plays. Mm-hmm. Like you reserve that mm-hmm. for your best off-ball player. Mm-hmm. Like there were three, three sets where you were sitting, in the middle, switching yeah. hands in the middle, right and left hand. Yeah. Far fetched find a midfielder to do that. It's usually reserved for an attackman and then a real talented off-ball attackman. So this is like the level of off-ball. What did you, what were you doing to work on your left hand, like all the way through your time and yeah. growing up in the Pacific Northwest, to uh, Maryland, you know, my, my dad,
1: so my dad played at Virginia and like, he just got me started young, like right left hand. I'm actually left-handed. Like I draw off my left hand, right with my left hand. Oh e- e- man. Yeah. That, so there it is then. So I think That's at a, a young age, he put, he was like, <laughs> here, put it in this hand. He put it in my right hand knowing that like, I think the lefty would come naturally um so what do you, you know, shoot sh- basketball right and
0: throw football right any sport left hockey no oh, so it's just, so I, I it's shoot just pool, easier for you I because, shoot pool,
1: because you're pool lefty um uh, a i a golf righty i like pool yeah yeah i do like it
0: <laughs> you should play you should start creating games against your lacrosse colleagues because we all think you're right-handed and then put a wager like that you'll play pool lefty, lefty. i like that yeah I, Bring some more money in your pocket, like you said. Yeah, in addition hustler. to modeling, come on, baby, Cool shark, <laughs> sign me up. Yo, so so we modeling. You're you're putting a lot of shit out on Instagram mm-hmm. that all the players go back and forth on. They love it. Yeah, some of them comment. A lot of them give you shit. Yeah, you know I'm over. You the have your shit. own agency. Like
1: I, I do. Hefner, Hefner
0: Management. All right, uh, so uh, talk about so it.
1: So they kind of they kind of pimp me out. Uh, you know they they basically just book me and say, hey, can you make this? Uh, and if I can I, I can I am I show up, and you know I've done you know uh, just like website stuff where I'm just putting on like clothes and like it's just like my head's not even in it. Um, I've done other stuff that uh, I just did uh, one for like a wedding photo shoot. I yeah, was yeah. like
0: I, I was a groom um, but you're also a good copywriter. Me read, let me read this real quick. Yeah, I, I got this in front of me. All right, so it's it was a wedding shoot, and your copy was played husband for a day. It was on some coup. <laughs> it was on some coup. You write that? <laughs> yeah. You like to copyright? Uh, yeah. Here's another one. Revival of the '90s in a Stussy jacket. That Ooh, one was good. That yeah. one was clean. Yeah, clean. Here you in front of a looks like a Lincoln. 70s lincoln something like that <laughs> which well-oiled machine has more gas in the tank <laughs> you gotta have a little fun you know you can't be too
1: serious on them yeah because you like to switch it up
0: but. yeah yeah i mean so at d snides 23 is verified yeah and then the copy that i liked a lot when you won the championship of the whips said trust me at the top it isn't lonely it isn't
1: lonely that's a drake lyric yeah i like to i like music a lot and uh i've actually been writing paul writing some
0: lyrics so yeah uh, you know maybe uh we release something soon so yeah. now i know who to go to for copy suggestions yep. i'm always racking my brain thinking about good copy i get obsessive over it they're they're that's the toughest part of a post it's also some <laughs> of the most influential yeah if you have right. good copy or sometimes choose to go no copy yeah or just emojis mm-hmm. yeah It's
1: you know I sometimes sit there and I'm like I'm overthinking this and I'll just let it pop you know yeah whatever's (laughs) on there pop it
0: yeah (laughs) all right so at at the top it isn't lonely you've won a lot of championships why is yeah (laughs) and we won one together we did yes we did Uh, 2018 uh, uh, USA. we won a gold medal
1: together which was great. That was one of the best games, coolest games that I've been a part of, just the the fashion. It went down. I know it was a little bit controversial, but, like, fuck, to be a part of that game and, you know, just to kind of storm on that field at the end, like, a a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. And, uh, I mean, I'll never forget it. I was deathly sick the night before. I was, like, fever, throwing up. Yeah, to like for d- all the team meetings leave. everyone yeah. was like shit yeah so um pretty cool to be a part of that but yeah i've been blessed to play on great teams well hold
0: on even on that not only was it a u.s canada gold medal which mm-hmm. it's like all eyes on mm-hmm. it goes back and forth every four years we win they win we win they win we yeah. win uh but that game was in Israel on a Sunday during the Sabbath, so it was a ten a.m. start. Yeah. All of our games preceding that were like seven and eight o'clock. I think we played at ten o'clock at T- night. There's a ten o'clock game. Ten, 10 o'clock game. <laughs> and so we were catching ESPN airwaves mm-hmm. on the East Coast. Yeah. You know, games were starting at, you know, seven o'clock at night. And then I think this one, I forget the time change, but we played at 10 a.m. because of the Sabbath. So the whole Game day prep flipped. I think we were up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, Have early. breakfast and then get to the venue early. So, so I had never played a championship game at 10 a.m. on yeah. a Sunday, much less a world championship that's decided every four years this is the biggest game. Game, yeah. Going back to four years prior, we had lost that with one of the best teams I've ever been a part of. Hmm. And you're like, wow. You almost like embrace it and smile when you're older and you have more perspective. For sure. Because you're just like – Hey, this is this is what we're dealt. Mm. Mm-hmm. let Let's go deal with it. To be honest, I kind of, you know, enjoyed the
1: early game time cuz like you know, those later games, the big the big games, you're just sitting around like fuck, like, yeah, let's yeah, get let's get to the game. Like yeah. I, I, like you're just that's the only thing you're thinking about. You just want to get out on the field and and let loose and like play. Um so yeah, for me that game was just like, especially cuz I was feeling sick. I was like let's get this thing on the road. Yeah. But Um, And then
0: we had the whole day to celebrate. And then
1: that's the thing about early games. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best things about early games, you get to celebrate early. You know, depending on you know win or loss. But You're still. Yeah. Even the losses, you celebrate. Yeah. You learn from losses.
0: You learn from losses. Yeah. But you haven't lost many championship games. You guys. You also had a. It was a twelve o'clock start. Yeah.
1: Um, Whips versus
0: Woods. Yeah.
1: It was. It was relatively early. One o'clock. Yeah. yeah. I think it was one. But yeah, you know, I've played in doing the math, uh, the other day, eight, um, eight championships and I've won four.
0: You've played. So you basically played in a championship like LeBron. You've played in a championship almost every year professionally. Did you play any championships in college? Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, that is right. Yeah. Did you, you lost in a championship your junior year? My junior and senior year in Maryland. In the division division one national championship oh, that's shit. how i went yeah. out i was
0: like "Shit!" well i went out on a loss to syracuse my senior year we won my junior year and then i rode the coattails of the senior class my freshman year mm-hmm. but we went to the championship three out of my four years but it's been a lot harder for me professionally than it has been for you yeah I, I don't know i
1: mean like i said i played on some
0: some very good teams and like
1: i just i need to uh you know you know pay my respects to like the people that i've learned from like i i've learned like i came in and was learning from mundorf like he was one of the s- best players of all time like yep. when when i was there in denver and like not only him it was you know john grant jr was one of the guy like one of the be- goats one yeah. of the goats like that was my teammate and then turned into a coach yeah um you know there's a lot of guys that are like that that i've learned from and you know a lot of respect for for them what they've taught me and I'm just you know trying to pass that along yeah yeah
0: but it, I guess it was an interesting full circle even this past season with the whips because you had a chance to r- get revenge essentially on those two junior and senior year losses back at Maryland you had 21 Maryland guys it's true on your team what was that vibe of? that was probably different than any other experience oh, you've sure. had professionally yeah i mean and in hindsight be, I, I was kind of pissed the way we structured it because you guys were always going to win
1: <laughs> you had the baked in chemistry i mean that's, what, I mean, that's why you know the expansion you're breaking you this out right but, you know, what's, yeah what's yeah we're like, like oh, yeah, yeah like damn, I know. <laughs> we're about to take this thing <laughs> well i know when i first saw that i was like damn like that's i'm so, i'm pumped to like play with them again like and we would be we're, we're good like yeah you know did um, you start out five and oh six and oh yeah i think it was five and oh five and oh we started with, out, in this league is, is t- ridiculous. Oh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean,
0: every week it was just it was felt like a toss up. Yeah. I mean, I know Chrome ended up losing a bunch of games in overtime. Yeah, like one goals. Yeah. Those games, you're like, Chrome. Was, what are we even talking about? Yeah. I don't care that they're two and ten. Yeah. They can kick the shit out of us. They they whooped our ass. The Chrome. Whooped that our was ass. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they worked. <laughs> us. So that's what I'm talking. And about.
1: I was like, I, I don't want to see them again. Like they yeah. they were playing. They're, that's a good squad. It's they good just squad. K- lost a lot of like close games. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know we started out hot and kind of came accustomed to that, and um, it you know going through like a little bit of a losing streak there near the end of the year, it was everyone was looking at each other. I think the turning point was San Jose. Uh, we played. We just didn't. We didn't play play well, and like <laughs> honestly, we just like. Got all the boys together, in one hotel room, got a case of beer and looked, at, you know, played some cards and was like, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever happened in that hotel room, turn the season,
0: turn the season. <clears throat> okay. Quick break in the conversation with Drew Smooth. This episode is being supported by shop.premierlacrosseleague.com. That is shop.premierlacrosseleague.com. It is our official merchandise store. And if you want to be like us the players you should wear the gear it's the fastest growing sports league in the world so do it league.com. okay for real if you want to be like drew his whip snakes merch is available and if he's going to be on the water dogs that's also available just not with his name on it yet and if you want to support the bulls join your boy all right back to smooth what about championship games so if I try to patternize your guys' season, you started 5-0, and you lost a few in a row, or lost three out of four, or three out of five, or whatever it was, then you had that moment where you could exhale, talk it out, bond. Mm-hmm. You turn the season around. The difference between that is that moment where you can exhale in a game, similar to the season, you guys were up big on the woods in the championship, yeah, and they fuck. have this big comeback. Mm-hmm. Was there any moment in a huddle uh, and we'll get to the champ- the the champion winning play mm-hmm. but how did you guys get the momentum back to neutral at least mm, man yeah it's, i mean you know how it is momentum yeah, it's it almost is just impossible like,
1: it's just uh, the it, you know you feel it sli- slipping and you can't do anything you're out of control Yeah, you you just can't do anything about it and um it did feel like that but like at the same time i always felt confident even when we went down by one with like you know a minute something left like that was wild i know joe sticks that and w- i was just like oh fuck like and it was joe
0: it was joe it was the, one of the only maryland one of the grads only not one, on that yeah, team
1: exactly and uh um, i i mean i still felt like we have a chance like as long as we have a chance and like i still have confidence in us yeah. like w- let's do this and it kind of came down to that where it's like all right you know, let's call time out we get the ball um, I think our defense made a a big stop after that, actually, and because they got the ball off the off that uh that uh that goal by Joe, I think they won the face off, had a possession, we held them, um, yeah, or they stall. I kind of it was. Forget, I feel like, like, like there was a push
0: against an end line. You guys forced the the turnover, or got the ball back.
1: I'm not I'm not really sure, but yeah, it's, somehow we got that ball and timeout and you know drop a play and yeah go into it so this was so. a play that you had drawn up previously with stags yeah so fun it's actually pretty funny this play is a Maryland play okay that we learned uh, code I think Ryan Moran was the guy that uh, you know was Ryan Moran was a f- legend when I was growing up I remember I used to like watch him play and he had this term. really like yeah. kind of elongated hesitation dodge yeah he'd cut people up on yeah um, so I actually the night before the game was like, Hey, coach, like if we need a play, like let's I have one if you wanna use it. And Staggs was like, sure, like, like run it. We ran it in practice, scored on it. He was like, All right. Yeah. So the next day, sure enough.
0: What was so unique about that play? It's kind of like a rub in uh, and yeah, like you see a slot receiver do with a with a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, so it's we call it uh fourteen counter. Which is one four one mm-hmm. counter play like like football, because you get the the defense flowing one direction. You just do a quick flip, and then it, you're just countering the other way. And like that was, that was like <laughs> so simple. Yeah, but, but sometimes like, like, like the
0: simplicity. <laughs> yeah. What differs between our sport and say football is sometimes you have to draw up some elaborate, complicated play for it to work because it's so much more structured. Mm-hmm. But lacrosse like hoops, if you have a good platform you built a nice house and then know that the fluidity of the game is gonna alter yeah you you almost screw yourself over if you build too, too elaborate much. of yeah. a play mm-hmm. because someone's gonna get shut off someone's gonna press someone's gonna throw a pass off someone's hip yeah you might have to pick the ball off the ground then everyone's like oh fuck the plays done yeah I mean you
1: been in multiple you know huddles and been coached by multiple coaches like the saying of like doing the simple things the right way like that goes a long way. Yeah, and I do a bunch of coaching. Like, if you can get the basics down, the fundamentals down, like execute that well, like you're, that's half the battle. Yeah, more than half the battle, in my opinion. Um, because yeah, you can draw up elaborate plays and all that stuff, but like, when if if you're not doing like you know the basic stuff, then that play is not going to matter
0: at all. Yeah. So training camp when you guys started there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a band back together. Mm-hmm. The vibe was at IMG. You had mentioned, you know, your, your your opportunity really in MLL previously, x amount of years ago, when you were a defensive midi to get a look at the offensive end mm. was because some offensive guys didn't show up to a scrimmage or had a conflict at a scrimmage that gave you a window. Yeah, one of the things that we talked about addressing early on in the PLL was, you know, mandating and building out really structured and. <clears throat> ideal practice schedules mm-hmm. and that all starts with training camp too so when we built our program around training camp let's go down to the premier location at IMG mm-hmm. let's build out a week work worth of practices like we see the NFL happen and yeah. that was a different vibe in and of itself so you guys get down there what was your experience like I love that experience I mean to get in
1: the warm weather um, get together as a team and you know, practice for a week. Like, I mean, that's the a real feeling of professional like lacrosse. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, ideally we're working our way towards that every every week. You know, we're doing that. Um, I I got a question. When do you think that
0: will happen? If we were to go like full time city based full time, so there's there's two routes, right? So if you look at or not even city based, yeah.
1: like, you know, we're all living in or uh, LA. yeah, or LA or yeah, yeah so that's one wherever of the, it is.
0: That's actually one of the models that we looked at was, okay, if we're if we're looking at UFC or WWE, they have performance training centers. Mm-hmm. UFC's in Vegas, WWE's down in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, RHQ is obviously out here in LA. but we we constantly look at building an ecosystem and create open invitations now. and a number of our players live out here and continue to move out here to get access to the resources that we have on the ground. But when you get to a place where you mandate it, certain things have to be aligned uh, in way of housing and yeah, and yeah. the commitment around like wages, because a lot of guys still are in respective markets building their camps and clinics and so on. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. 20 we can years, go two you ways.
1: You think 20 years? Twenty
0: sooner than that brother say three (laughs)
1: please say three (laughs) next year
0: yeah (laughs) no i mean it goes two ways you you uh you continue the centralized uh strategy and maintain tour based quickly as like from a business standpoint we view sports as a a a pretty significant shift from the traditional business model which was no matter if you're an individual or, or team sport You want to scale as many games and then sell as many tickets and then as a result of as many games have as many marketing assets as possible to sell through. Like That was the traditional revenue model. Now because of how important media is Mm -hmm. and sports with baked in advertising windows because of timeouts and quarters, that is the last standing firewall for live media and why media rights have fundamentally shifted over the last decade to go into sports so if you look at then media and social media and impressions and engagement sports has now become about your pound for pound value per minute you can drive on screen Mm -hmm. and so if you take the NBA as an example as many times as I can watch LeBron, Steph, KD, James Harden Mm -hmm. I'm tuning in when it's not those top four guys or top 20 I'm less likely it doesn't mean I'm not going to tune I'm just less likely so going back to your question we can be tour-based and build a massive business and continue to expand teams. And in that case, I would view the future of having access to our players as in one location. Yeah, And then the other idea is city-based, but yeah, that's further out. Who knows? I got a funny story.
1: Yeah, you go. You mentioned KD. Yeah. That's my guy. Is he your guy? Yeah. Shout out to
0: Rich Kleinman. I know he listens to the pod. Um, you know who Rich is? I don't know, Rich. Rich is his business partner. Love it. And um, they play for Joe Sai's team now in the Nets. Yeah all right go ahead sorry to interrupt um
1: (laughs) so spencer haas who's like my my good my good friend yeah spencer's in the building he's actually in the building right now we're hanging out together down here in cali but uh um he played uh usa u19 with kevin durant yeah um and the sonics drafted kevin durant when they were up in seattle still and the only person kevin knew in seattle was spencer so therefore kevin and i and spencer would be hanging out when um he was you know visiting and tour like working out up there and, and uh he's from maryland yep as well so O'Kill, there was, was there there was I think he played at oak hill i think so yeah or montrose uh, one of the two i don't know not to matha unfortunately yeah not to Matha. i've talked to him about that <laughs> <laughs> but so he yeah we just would we're hanging out and um he's the he was the worst driver of all time <laughs> <laughs> he had his agent's car i don't even think he had his license yeah and we just had a connection because we liked Lil wayne we'd listen to Lil wayne and like because i was going to maryland like he like just fucked me and uh he had his agent's car it was a benz <laughs> really nice like rims and like he would just scrape the wi- the rims on the like the side of the, oh, the uh no. the curb and would always want me drew you're rolling with me and i was like fuck i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to roll with you i I want my life you know like i was scared but uh he got better throughout our time hanging out and it's been awesome watching him yeah you know? You know did you ever um, play ball with him i never got on the court with him i was i was too shook you know
0: yeah you should have gotten out there well, There was
1: actually no there was a couple of times that we went to like a local uh just like an outdoor court and shot around yeah he's so good he's so good and I feel for him with the Achilles working on that yeah sh- I, like that like hate to see that but uh, we've I both shared back issues yeah we've been we've we have the injury stuff I mean all athletes like you name one athlete that hasn't gone through some type of you know injury it's part of the it's part of being an athlete you know
0: is that where you took your red shirt I yeah
1: year? my sophomore year so I, I played my freshman year and then uh, um, took a, a medical red shirt my sophomore year because I was dealing with some pack pain and I went in and lifted and was doing power cleans and just when I came up like phew, something shot and like I was not I was I couldn't you know tie
0: my shoes yeah for like it's three weeks. worst thing in the world yeah it was bad not the worst thing but it's one of the worst injuries yeah because it's it's residual impact is yeah so
1: dynamic affects everything too It affects back, everything like bending over like you know it's even just standing there it was like ugh. but um basically i took that whole year off and uh got a cortisone shot Yeah. and that seemed to actually really calm it down and you like, only had one only one and mm-hmm. i haven't had another one since i've had no problems with it ever since that so like i whatever i did i stretched a lot i did yoga um and uh just kind of relaxed like just let my body just relax cuz you know how it is in college. Like during that's a grind. It's a grind with uh, lifting, playing, you know, school on top of that. Like that's it's a lot in your body.
0: Well, that's the other thing about pros. And when we think about even the POL, practicing twice a week, a, a hard practice once, and then you have your games. Mm-hmm. Is uh, to your former question around getting guys in market is at the pro level when we have guys playing in their 30s guys with families guys just getting older you want to optimize as a coach in an organization the, the longevity of that player you just don't pound as hard as you do in college it's it's stupid too yeah so the nfl they'll have one practice a week in season yeah one contact practice yeah and then the rest is film and the thing about technology is we go back and forth on film all the time mm-hmm. during season yeah my my uh I, i'm sure your training you know routines
1: have changed too no doubt like i'm not doing the heavy lifting stuff like functional movements now um you know you're doing a lot weight. of that i see it on your instagram
0: yeah who's your uh, snc or your physical therapist uh, my,
1: my guy my guru tim manson so <laughs> shout out tim manson he's a legend <laughs> and he would be probably good to get on this he's just like while you're working out like he's just speaking to you you know yeah a little hard work doesn't hurt anybody you know yeah um and he's just like his perspective on things it's just that's that's a i i consider him a coach you know yeah he's he's a coach to me and um it's a big group that we work out in a bunch of basketball players in there um so we we meet uh tuesday thursday friday at 11 yeah and, and we're and we get we get done he's he's almost I think he's almost 60 and he's better shaped than all of us yeah he's yoked that's great Uh, yeah so you get that cross-functional exercise too because you got different athletes from different sports exactly he and he's got us you know using tennis rackets at times like he incorporates a lot of different um, you know methods and training and how'd you meet him Uh, how did I meet him I I was working out with this uh, one of the guys that is a, at, at u-dub um he's a trainer for UW football now um and after after he left to take that job he just connected me with him and ever since then yeah um and he was spencer's uh trainer yeah so how do you feel now uh health wise training wise i feel great last year i was probably the best shape of my life and i'm trying to do that again this. so, so this the season. whip's gone fucked up unprotected you, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, it's tough you know 11 only 11 spots to protect like counting a goalie yeah with yeah so 10 with the goalie yeah mm. so it, it's that's tough for a lot of these um, you know, coaches that had to make some hard decisions and I understand um but yeah I'm ready to go let's go dogs
0: you're ready to go so you so you think you're gonna get picked I think you're gonna get picked, but yeah, I mean, they'd be I stupid mean, not to
1: pick you. I think uh, so. Stars are aligning for me. I feel like Coach Copeland, head coach of the Water Dogs, recruited me to Maryland. He was my offensive coordinator at Maryland when we when we first started. So we have a good connection. Damn, I
0: didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So we've been. Uh, Is
0: this cat already tampering and putting out calls? Actually, I think they're allowed to put calls out. The rosters are done. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> oh my but gosh! But we, you know, we,
1: we talked. We've we stayed in contact, and not even you know, you know, throughout since he yeah. left Maryland, we've stayed in contact. He's, He's a
0: con- bright mind. He, his mind is so expansive around the game. When we were interviewing mm-hmm. all the coaches, he came prepared with a whiteboard already written down assumptions of unprotected, protected rosters. Mm-hmm. He thinks about the game differently. He knows the game is different with shortened field, shortened yeah. clock, shortened quarter, two-point arc inside of fifteen. Like yeah. this guy was like, "I was like, damn." Yeah, he's, I, you know, fingers crossed.
1: Uh, you know, we uh, we join back up. It's an interesting um,
0: thing. It's an interesting dynamic because you're, you know, the, the 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 structure of it is teams could protect eleven players, including a goalie, and then so you have another fifteen to mm-hmm. 18, depending on the roster size, that are unprotected. And uh, the stipulation is in the expansion draft, there's 18 picks. Andy Copeland and the Dogs can't take more than four mm-hmm. from any routine. Each team, right, yeah. Yep, and then the rest get recouped by that team. Yeah. So there was poker being played from some of these coaches because they can make a guess that, like, okay, if the Whips aren't going to protect Drew Snyder, yeah. then maybe we can put – one of our starting midfielders out there because Drew's better and he's not going to take two Drews and yeah. we can get that one back. So there was an interesting poker being played. But I imagine for a lot of the unprotected guys, they're trying to figure out based off of their own interpretation of the decision do I want to stay on this team or do I want to get picked up by the dogs? Yeah, because it's almost like, oh, uh, they don't, you know, they unprotected me. Like they don't
1: really fuck with me, you know? Yeah. So it's like somewhat of a, you know, um, I, I don't want to say disrespect. I don't think it is that, but, um, yeah, there is some type of, you know, those are, those are the guys that they went with. Okay. I I see you. I see you, you know, but I'm not sour at all. Like,
0: (laughs) like I said before,
1: this is, this is part of the process. This is, this is my story. Like I'm, I'm dealt the the cards that are out there and like, I'm going to fucking play them, you know? Yep. So love that. Should probably end there. What did you have? You had a question for me? No,
0: I had some notes. I wanted to talk about, I want to talk about your your dating game, but <laughs> that felt like a strong place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do pregame Raya swiping? I educate the educate the you audience. You know, Raya on what is, uh, Raya, is Raya. Wow. Yeah. I, I came back from our player interviews. Joe Keegan does a lot of our show notes, and he started interviewing guys, and they're like, "Drew Snyder has a pregame routine where he swipes <laughs> at 2 a.m. before games."
1: Consistency is king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Raya, you know that's a it's a good app. I like it. With the amount of travel we do, I think it, it really helps too. Like, I'm not on it that much, but I would just be before games. I just like to
0: poke my nose in there every once a <laughs> while. Did you get in on our Bumble campaign? When we did I didn't. Deal? I was a little upset about that. Yeah, man. I know. In hindsight, I was like, we have the best looking guy in the league, and we didn't put him <laughs> on the campaign. What's going on with that? I got to get my Jay Leno chin off yeah. of Bubble Biz. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> nah. No. Um, yeah, but let me
1: know if you need help with the Bumble Leg. Like, I'm cool. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Show's over. Cool. We out. <clears throat>
0: All right. We started with his modeling and we ended with his dating. Thanks for stopping by, Drew. And if you in the audience are on Raya, give him a swipe. Uh, Brett wrote that. I just read it. Of course. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe (laughs) subscribe to this show, whether you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Also, this week, we're trying something new. Tweet us at Unbuckled Pod. That's our Twitter handle. That's our Instagram handle. So you can comment on that if you're choosing Instagram. Your favorite segment of the show and who you'd like to hear from on future shows. We'll take that into consideration. And frankly, we'll make it happen because our players are awesome and we all play in the same markets as part of the tour-based model. And we're going to be traveling with this podcast kit, making sure we're recording with every PLL player in the league. Now, next week, I welcome on teammate and personal hype man. That was also written by Brett. Trevor Baptiste. That's speed, boy.